Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gypsy Poet Radio. I'm the Gypsy Poet, and this weekend we are featuring an actor who has substantially accomplished over four decades worth of work in film. He's also got a great martial arts background and so much more. Please welcome the one, the only, and the fabulous Mel Novak. Well, I, thank it. you for having me. Thank you very much. Looking forward to our show. Oh, what a wonderful treat this is. (laughs) Always a treat when you get where you can just have a a good time of talk, whether it's about Hollywood or whatever, about life. Of course. So I'm going to start with where you are from originally. You have a very interesting background. Let's start with that. Well, I was born and raised uh, in the suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Steeler Nation. And Mm -hmm. uh, my real, my given name is Milan Mergenovich. I'm Serbian. And uh, Mel Novak is my acting name uh, and my, my ministering name. I have a Skid Row prison ministry, 38 years. So it's uh, in the movies I play villains, and in real life I, I help a lot of people who are struggling. We have a huge skid row in Los Angeles, and uh, so that's the, I didn't come here from Pittsburgh to to be an actor or in ministry. I had uh, from high school I had. 60 scholarships for football all, all over the country, big universities, and uh, football, basketball. Then I had signed a baseball con- professional baseball contract with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And a year and a half later, when I was 19, I had a massive rotator cuff tear, and they operated and they butchered me. I was crippled for five years and everything was gone. Scholarships, professional baseball career, everything. And that's, uh, you know, when something happens like that to you, you're you're either going to grow emotionally, spiritually, mentally, or you're going to just go down, go down for the count. And 97% that's what I understood. People told me would either turn to drugs or alcohol to numb the pain, mitigate the pain, and escape. So it was a tough time, but you either get better or you get bitter, and bitterness is a poison. So, yeah. and here I am talking to this great show, this great lady. Thank you very much for that. What drew you into acting? 
Well, like I said, I didn't come out here to be an actor. I was working for this insurance company. And, uh, you know, my signature is custom suits, two-tone shoes. I, I love to always be dressed up. And I worked for this insurance company, and this gal said to me, you look great. I, I, my cousin's a, a modeling age. Would you like to meet her? And that's where it started, modeling. Then uh, acting schools, and I, I'd go there, and I learned camera technique and uh, scenes and cold readings. And, so that's where I started. Uh, Wonderful. So, yeah, I've done like 55 movies, and I have a manager, Joe Joe Williamson, and he's my best friend on top of it. But he's amazing. Uh, for the rest of this year, I have six other films that I'm I'm signed to do, and uh, uh, on the 27th, we're going to finish a movie called. The Beast Beneath, and uh, I'm going to have a skeleton crew, and I'm going to do all my my dialogue. They won't have the other actor, so we still have to be careful with this coronavirus. And uh, so I got you got a film in in uh, Denver, Colorado. They're going to, also they're going to do a pilot for a TV series. And I'd be playing mafia, mafia. I like to play Mafia. I love to play Heavens. And I told me five times in films. <laughs> and in real life, uh, I'm the opposite. And it works out quite well. What a wonderful balance. You play villains in films, but you're the you're the total opposite and in uh, person, which is Refreshing and wonderful. What do you enjoy best about acting? Well, I get to play roles that I'm not in real life. I've never killed anybody. In movies, I must have killed 300 people. Uh, and like in Syndicate Smasher, I had this 50 caliber and I wiped out a lot of Russians. So it was not just individual things, but uh, and I had a lot of emotional things happen in my life. So I go back. Uh, I just recently did a picture called When It Rings, and I cried because my mm-hmm. wife and two daughters uh, died in a fire. And I, I'm able to tap into that. And the anger and uh, as a hitman... Mm-hmm. You know, I make a background and bi- bi- biography on that character, so it's it's something that uh, I don't just go and do lines. I mean, I, I make that person real, and it, that's mm-hmm. the fun part of it. And uh, also to work with other people, I've worked with some great, great people, actors, uh, Bruce Lee. I did Game Game of Death, and I'm known all over the world as Stick, the assassin, and uh, Yul Brenner and uh, Max von Sydow, and the Ultimate Warrior, Chuck Norris, Eye for an Eye, 
Steve McQueen, uh, great guy. Well, he was not Hollywood. He he was Mr. Cool. He didn't like the Hollywood people. Uh, he didn't let anybody run over him. And he really liked me because he knew what I did in Skid Row and prisons. And he had spent time in, uh, in juvenile. So had he not passed away, I mean, he told me, you're going to be in every picture. And he knew I, I like to play villains. So uh, it, it's just been, uh, and also Black Belt Jones. It was the third biggest moneymaker at Warner Brothers. Actually, the director, Robert Klaus, uh, told me two-thirds through Black Bell Jones, and they, they made my part bigger and bigger. And it was it's incredible. My first big role, my first big studio role. And then he told me, I'm going to take you to Hong Kong to do the Bruce Lee movie. He had every villain in this town wanted to play that role. And he said, no, you had Academy Award winner uh, Gig Young, Academy Award nominee, uh, oh, my goodness, the guy that, he was a, he was a Dean Jagger. And uh, I was there seven weeks. And uh, I learned martial arts I hung out with the stuntmen I would always hang out with them I just wouldn't uh, waste time because I wanted to learn so I had some real good who taught me and uh, and I had like four martial arts Hall of Fame awards and three living legend awards and you know the longer you're in in the industry then you get you get those kind of awards but uh, I just uh, was blessed to be able to do those things. And, and my manager, Joe Williamson, I've done like uh, at least three movies a year for the past six years, seven years. And uh, Great Building, Above the Title. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a, a fun, fun role. There are times... I'd I'd be on a movie and I'd blow some people away. The next day we were in shooting movie and I'd be down at Skid Row doing a service or counseling and encouraging people. It's like mm-hmm. totally opposite. Anyway, that's that's how that started. Bruce Lee is also mentioned in many places in your biography. Um, is there a reason? And do you have any oh, other yeah. stories involved? Yes. Yes. He was the equisential legend. There was no one mm-hmm. like him. And he was right at the pinnacle Dardum. I mean, he's, I met him on uh, the Green Hornet. And he, yeah. he was staring at me. And I, I go, what? He, said, he smiled. And you got a villain's face. I knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little did I know, and little did he know, that I'd be doing, uh, I'd be playing the main villain in his last movie. And uh, it was 
but most most people it seems like everyone in the world has seen Game of Death. Uh yeah. it's still on Carter Classic movies and you still see that one and a lot of the movies I've done, even uh you know, the ones that I had mentioned, there were there were five of them on uh Turner Classic classic movies and they're still running. That's kind of cool. And in the prisons, I've been to some some of the worst penitentiaries in the country, and they have seen these movies. And I get favor in there because in their mindset, I'm one of them. <laughs> Even though I'm I'm just an actor portraying 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 them, and uh, some of the ones who are who a lot of people have kind of watched them and see how they acted and reacted. You get little clues from those people that that I played and didn't do what they did. Hello? I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm just taking this in because um, I happen to be a, a major Bruce Lee a fan myself, and hearing these stories that you that you're bringing to my show is truly breathtaking. And yeah, you know, Robert Klaus wanted me mm-hmm. to do uh, in the last scene. There was a fight scene from eight at night to late in the morning in the rain, and mm-hmm. all all the while he wanted me to do a martial arts fight and two days before the shooting he says I changed my mind I want you to just play be a street fighter like and Mm -hmm. I said thanks a lot because that two or three weeks where I'd be you know working on a film then I'd be working out with all these world class martial arts and getting my butt kicked but it turned out really well yeah that fight then the music from John Barry was excellent. What a what an enlightening moment. Wow. I want to know who your greatest inspiration in acting is. Oh, there's my goodness, there's hundreds. You know, they I still watch on uh Turner Classic movies. I love to watch Bogart and Cagney and Robinson, all those people, and I like the Duke John Wayne. Of the westerns, and my favorite western was Shane, Valen Lad. Uh, yeah, and you got these great actors, Denzel Washington. So many that I really look up to and respect. Uh, there's no way I could say one name. Yes, you know, I understand just, that. Just fine, you know, wonderful. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the most humbling experience in your profession so far? Well, I don't know if you call it humbling. There were some people that uh, betrayed me. And Joe, Joe took care of that one time. You know, you're you're assigned for a picture, then the director decides this was a, a director that uh, Joe and I 
we won't do an inning with him anymore because betrayal is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's and there was another western I was to do. In fact, uh, the actor's wife wrote to wrote the part for me, and uh, right before we were going to do it, he just calls up and says, uh, "You're out. We're going with someone else." And he had hired this this actor that poor thing, poor guy had. Uh, he was like an alcoholic. So th- those things humble you when somebody breaks their word, because mm-hmm. you know you, you got to keep your word. And my, I can remember growing up, my, my mother always said, "Always keep your word to somebody." And uh, those are the things that that humble humbled me. Uh, and it's like Dan Joe said, but tell me, that's uh, you forget it. We've got other things. Yeah. Um, there's probably six six directors in the right now that I've been working with. Yeah, wonderful filmmakers and uh, nice people. Just, uh, I got about five films that are going to be there. I don't know if they're having any more red carpets because of the virus, but uh, we've had a couple of them at the Chinese Grand Theater, uh, which was really nice. And they have have the red carpet here. Uh, so those those are fun times. Those are fun times. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Who do you consider as your immediate influence in acting? Uh, that's that's a tough question because I take from a lot of people that I really like and respect. I watch them as there's something I might use it as a in a character, and uh, so it wouldn't be one individual. It would be right. many more. Because I, I, I'm not a screamer when I play villains, and uh, my eyes, I use my eyes a lot. I cannot say a word and look at you, and you think, oh my goodness, he's going to kill me. I learned, as I, as I kept growing as an actor, I would always observe and actually look at a movie different than normal person because I'm looking for you know a couple of clues how to do this character or that character and then I make a I write a background biography on every character I I just found the one I had in Bruce Lee I I mean it's really in depth and uh, I wanted I wanted that character to be special you know that's what that's what I my goal. I want a director who hired me. Where he knows I put the time in to do this, and I, I I'm ready. I, I come there ready, and uh, I've never screwed up from a, uh, some. I've been on sets with some good actors who they were drunk as a skunk the night before, and they come on a set. And 
it, it's it makes it difficult. So, uh, you know, to be to be professional and be there, whatever whatever they want me to do, that's it. I'm going to do it. Yes, I just want to pause for a moment and uh, and mention to the audience out there, this is Mel Novak that's uh, featured on GPR, and I also want to send a shout-out to the wonderful Joe Williamson of the Williamson PR firm. Thank you so much for tuning in and also uh, bringing me to the attention of Mr. Mel Novak. What a wonderful opportunity this is to be talking to the legendary Mel Novak. And I, um, can, as I continue on with my questions here, I want to um, – there's some things I want to know here. Um, who supported and still supports you to this day on your profession is what I'd like to know. How do you mean support? Um, do, uh, do you have any immediate family that uh, th- that cheer you on, so to speak? Or, um, oh, yeah. I, I, I have yeah. two daughters that I raised. Their mother left when they were, uh, they were seven and ten. I got an incredible relationship uh, Leah has children uh, up in Oregon. I, I spent, I, I, instead of going on vacations, I will fly up there and spend time with the family. And Nicole, my other daughter, and I have a brother, Robert, in, in Michigan. In fact, when I did uh, Ash and Bone uh, in Michigan and uh, also Eternal Code, uh, I got to see my brother who lives there. Harley Whalen was a, just a wonderful director and a great family. But I have a lot of uh, relatives, and uh, they're always encouraging and supporting their nieces, nephews, and cousins. And uh, that's that's always nice when your family's. Uh, there with you, and that's always I always had that kind of support, and I have a lot of people that I, I have helped in uh, maybe counseling and helped them in prisons they got released, and I still get letters, and that that's always nice that they appreciate your your work, and uh, they know I put my time in to make that the best character possible. You know, it doesn't matter how big the role is. Some I had tons and tons of dialogue. I was smaller. They got great building. Because Joe, <laughs> Joe's got me roles recently where I didn't get to beat anybody up or shoot him. He says, yeah, but you're getting these other roles that, Really good, so I just I just trust him. You know, he's my friend, and uh, incidentally, it's, he doesn't have just a, he's a manager. He got several really good people with him. He's not just into publicity, even though he does that very well. So yeah, uh, yeah. I've, have you done any stage work? Yeah, uh, in high school, and uh, I did a play in Carnegie Tech. In Hollywood, I just did uh, one play, because what I had to do was 
uh, I would I was working as an a claims adjuster and I had a free car out in the field, so I was able to do some roles and commercials and stuff, and that helped. Plus, I had to, you know, make sure I took care of my daughters and, uh, like, I I have a legacy for my children. In the Bible, the dad's supposed to do that, and you've got a lot of dads who don't do that for their kids, and that that's, to me, is sad, and I, I get on them about that in prisons. There's too many too many kids have been rejected, abandoned, betrayed, and that just it goes on as they get older. And uh, you know the family structure is not good in our country. Right, it isn't. And um, I I just think that I, I like something that you said earlier before the program. You said you've got to be better, not bitter, and and that's yes. resonating with me. Yes. Yeah. And, bitter, and that bitterness is bitterness is a poison, and there there's no way to get any kind of love within the, within that person because with bitterness comes anger, resentment, and hostility, and how can mm-hmm. we a, a relationship? That's like when I counsel, I see some couples and one or the other. And then the other thing is one might be controlling, demanding, manipulative. That's like a spirit of witchcraft. It, it's like I could have been bitter because my whole career and everything was gone. I, I wanted to be a baseball player since I was three years old. And that's gone. Everything's gone. I was a cripple. I could have easily turned a bitter being a bitter person and started drinking and doing drugs and God kept me from it. I mean it's like a miracle. Yeah. Uh so I I encourage somebody, we could do a heart check. Is there anything in that heart? And I know when I do character I, I really bring down deep into that person. And yeah. I I've given acting lessons. I don't I don't have time anymore, but uh, privates. I would give two-hour privates and let them get in-depth. What's going on in your life? What can you use that's negative by the character? Where's the love? Where's the love? Your love's an action. It's not lip service. And uh, I'm able to bring... This is what makes the roles I do fun. Yes. Uh, always prepared. It's like someone says, oh, you're lucky. No, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. you got to be prepared. And uh, whatever that director wants, he's boss. You know, so, I've seen some guys argue. Well, I should do. I think this is. This is hey, bro, he's the director. Shut up. Just listen. You're causing negative factors on on this set, and that's not good. Because boy, that, your reputation. Well, they'll find you out. Uh, right. 
for, with 2020 being a challenge for us all, what is one thing you are most happy about? Well, every day, every day above the ground is a good day. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Family, family, family is so important, and the family structure is not what it should be. Uh, I, I have, I have a lot of people as uh, not friends, as associates and whatnot. I got a close circle friends and uh, it, it's just you've got to count your blessings it's like I was in a, in a big prison and I said there was like 200 guys there how many of you I said don't lie to me how many of you thank God you can see walk talk and hear go to the bathroom both ways not one put their hand out people take things for granted and it's, it's not a good thing to take to take for granted. So I'm just uh, I'm just happy. I'm I, I have my family who loves me. I have people who love me, and I have uh, I, you know, I'm enjoying the roles Joe gets for me. And yet I'm still reaching out to people who are broken. And boy, when that brokenness comes in, it's really hard. Uh, I've been broken in my life. But I, I got bitter. I did not get bitter. And I'd, I'd be down for the count, and I'd get up. I yes. never gave up on anything. And that's important. That's important. A lot of times people, people want, oh, they want to be a star. So why don't you want to be an actor? Forget this star stuff. Right. Uh, it, it, it just, uh, I tell them when I was giving acting lessons, okay, give yourself three years, five max. And if you're not getting any kind of work, you need to go do something else. I, I knew a guy in an acting school. He was going to acting schools for 20 years. It, and it's like, why? Acting is not going to make you a better person. It could help you in different ways, but you got to use reality of what's going on. Agreed. I agree with that. I just want you to know that we reached the end of the program, <laughs> and it was oh, wow. wonderful. Was, yes, that was too fast. <laughs> Yes, it was. Well, I, I will be glad to feature you again later uh, later on this year. I am so grateful that you anytime. called in. And uh, yes, absolutely. Anytime, so, uh, anytime you want, you just let me know. Yes, of course. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is Gypsy Court Radio. But before I go, I just wanted to give some love to Mr. Joe Williamson from the Williamson PR firm over in uh, in Los Angeles. Thank you so much for for bringing Mr. Novak to my attention and letting him, uh, letting him be on, on GPR. Thank you so much, Mr. Novak, for calling in and sharing your story with me here. It is a joy to hear you and to, to 
be in the presence of a legendary actor and so much more. And I will definitely have you back on GPR, and I cannot wait to do so. And 2020 is a blessed year despite everything, all the challenges that we are facing. And I definitely feel blessed knowing that I have befriended you and we have become very good friends. Yeah. And I, yeah. yes, and I would again, I would love to feature you on GPR once again. So everybody, tune in. You can also tune in on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, as well as Apple Music or iTunes. And you can find GPR on in the podcast sections of each of these platforms. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and Mr. Mel Novak, thank you so much for calling in thank on you GPR. For having me. Anytime. God bless you all. Okay. Thank you so much. This is the Gypsy Poet signing off saying adios for now.